Hello, 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 and welcome back to Talking Smack with Mac. I'm your host, Micaiah, aka Mac, and I'm so excited to do this episode. So if you haven't already listened to the previous episodes, this is episode two of today, and this episode is going to be primarily focused on healthy girl habits, and I'm going to give you guys 10 healthy girl habits that I prioritize that I think are really beneficial to my success each day. And, you know, some of them do come with some, you know, harsh truths and realization. So I'm going to be giving you some tips to kind of break free of those bad habits and how you can make it into something positive. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into these habits. So the first habit that I prioritize each day is daily movement. And honestly, that is a no brainer that you should be working out every day. As you know, it is recommended for you to work out 30 minutes each day. So even breaking it into pieces is beneficial to help you get it done. One thing I will say, especially for me in my personal life as a full-time college student, part-time worker, the best time for me to work out is after I get out of class or after I get out of work. Tuesday, Thursday, I get out of class 4, 4.30. So after that, I'm coming to the gym for 5.30 and I get out of work at 5. And because I work in my apartment complex, I bring my gym bag with me in my car, trade it out for my backpack, and I go straight to the gym and I'm upstairs starting my workout by 5.30. So just kind of creating that consistency within your schedule, you know, work, trying to work out at the same time and just kind of make sure it like fits into every single day that you want to work out and it's kind of you know blocked out at the same time so it just works out for me really well because of the time I get out of class and the time I typically finish work um and I like to do that I like to work out at that time also because it kind of helps me separate bringing the work life home or bringing that school life home really just kind of lets me keep that negative energy outside of my house and leaving my house to be a home not a burden of you know, a previous environment. So the second thing I have is to have a morning and night routine. Having routines primes you for success and they ultimately create high achievers. So regardless of how you feel about the morning, starting your day off with a simple routine will help you get your day straight. Most people are far more productive and energized at the start of their day than at the end of the day. So I will be posting a graphic regarding this episode, but also like an example morning routine and night routine. I want to work on that a little bit more before I get that out, but it will be coming out within the week. Um, You know, just a morning routine will really help you like narrow in your focus, keep you off of your phone, which is highly important, and really just help you set the day with an intention of being productive because you woke up that morning and decided to do something productive with your morning. Same thing with a night routine. I feel like typically by 8 30, 9 o'clock, most of our day is already behind us. Um, So, your evening routine should have a purpose of unwinding and getting you to practice self care. So, try to avoid, you know, those cell phones an hour before you go to bed. And it's especially hard for me because, like, I'm a part time, like, content creator with my podcast and, you know, I work part time. You know, I always have a lot of schoolwork because I do have like 18 hours. So sometimes I do slack on, you know, getting off of my devices an hour before I go to bed. So I try to shoot for 30 minutes. Even that is 
going to help you fall asleep quicker than being on your phone right before you go to bed. So speaking of going to bed, the third thing I have is getting quality sleep. Never underestimate how crucial six to eight hours of sleep can be for you. When you get a good night's rest, you are able to function better and a good night's rest ultimately helps you resist unhealthy food cravings and improving your mood. If you struggle with feeling comfortable at night going to sleep, try silk sheets, a cute comfy pajama set, putting the phone down early. This is going to be a reoccurring theme (laughs) about the phone and also making sure your room is at the right temperature. I love sleeping with my room cold. Um, Even though I freeze my butt off, it helps me like slow down a little bit quicker and like really fall asleep within a (laughs) a reasonable timely manner. Um, So the fourth thing I have on my list is drinking lots of water and keeping your body hydrated. Over half of our body is made of water. So in turn, you need to drink a lot of water to maintain your health. From my research, although most of us have access to clean water, most of everyone is dehydrated. Water is connected to your health, meaning your skin, your digestion, transporting nutrients, and so much more. I could keep talking about like how much water does within your body, but the way you determine how much water you should drink is by dividing your weight in half, and that's how much you should drink or typically aim for in a day. I cannot say that I have <laughs> 100% always drink drunk in half of my body weight in water I will come as close as possible to it but you know I really do try my best and I do try my best to stay hydrated speaking of that a water break trying to give y'all like Stanley Cup ASMR (sighs) refreshing (laughs) so another thing about drinking water if you exercise and sweat a lot you need to add more water into your regimen so you have your body weight in water plus an extra 8 to 16 ounces of water if you are working out sweating consistently every single day and the fifth thing I have kind of going in with this you know healthy water thing is having a balanced diet um so basically here are the things that having a balanced diet will help you as an adult It will help you live longer, keep your skin, teeth, eyes healthy, support your muscles, boost immunity, strengthens your bone, lowers your risk of heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and some cancers, helps the digestive system function, helps achieve and maintain a healthy weight. The list goes on. And honestly, this is a list I just pulled (laughs) about having a healthy diet. If you guys want the link for it, I'll send it to you if you want to read some more like literally just took all the stuff they said usually i try to paraphrase it but i was like i am two hours late on getting this podcast up we gotta go um but you know there are different many there are different depictions of a diet but the main thing about having a diet is not being restrictive on yourself and that's one thing i primarily prioritize as a pageant girl um and i think you know, having conversations with my mom about it. She's like, are you following your diet? I'm just like, girl, honestly, no. (laughs) Because I, you know, how do I say this? I like to eat what I like to eat. And some of the things through previous trainers I've had, like the meal plans were not enjoyable for me because it wasn't like things that I was eating daily. When I like 
tweak them to fit my likes, my needs, what I'm like, what I actually like to eat. Like, I felt much better about going to the gym and I didn't feel like someone else is telling me to eat this, someone else is telling me to go to the gym. No, like, I'm making the choice to provide myself with what I want to eat um, and really just making it my decision and not someone else's. So, what I will say is that I follow the 80-20 diet rule. So it's not about eating specific things. It's not about cutting specific things out of my diet. But the 80% of the time, I'm eating healthy. You know, I'm really fueling my body up with greens, fruits, all the colors that you could eat. And there are those 20% of times where I'm like, you know, honestly, I just want a cookie right now. But, you know, I will give myself that leeway to indulge in that little sweet snack that I might want but I'm not gonna make it like a continuous thing like I'm not gonna let myself eat a cookie every single day at night no like I'm gonna, I'm gonna let myself do like once a week or maybe like I don't really crave sweet things that often so honestly it's like once every two weeks for me that's just like the kind of health eating food journey I have been on for the past like two years um and I'm not saying like your happiness should be reliant on food but food especially as a you know native Louisianian is that even a right the real a real word what okay well act like I didn't say it especially being from South Louisiana like we have such impactful and powerful flavors in food and so like taking that away just made food bland and I didn't enjoy eating. <laughs> um, you know, I grew up in a household that was prim- predominantly like Creole, Cajun, cooking, paprika, cayenne pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, Tony's accent, all of those type of flavors. And so when I had, you know, trainers tell me, it's like, oh, you salt and pepper. <laughs> I'm just like, what are those? I don't think I really ever started I never, I've never, like, truly seen my parents cook with just salt and pepper on any food. (laughs) Um, I just, like, this year, at the beginning of 2023, started using salt and pepper to cook. And it would be for, like, like, I had these caramelized onions on this, like, open-faced sandwich that I cook. And I was like, okay, I really don't want to, like, powerful season this. So I'm just a little salt, a little pepper here and there. (laughs) Um... And that's crazy to think about hearing it out loud. But, you know, that's just my thing. That's how I built such a healthy relationship with food. But I also made it, like, tailored towards me achieving my health and physical goals and not being restrictive on myself to where I'm still enjoying food and I'm still able to eat, you know, what makes my... (laughs) What cures my hunger. So, the sixth tip, healthier habit that I have, is to limit your scrolling. When you limit your scrolling... You open your time up to do other things. Limiting your scrolling helps improve your posture because, you know, you're hunched over right now on your phone doing something. I know you because I do the same thing. (laughs) Reduces your eye strain, improves your sleep habits, and lowers your stress. Of course, there are many more things that limiting your scrolling helps with, but here are some tips on how to limit your scrolling. You need to understand that social media was designed to be addictive so it wasn't designed to bring you joy and to let you connect with friends no it was designed to get you to stay on your phone for hours at a time like take a step back and be like okay maybe we do have a problem here that's why you should set a time limit for each social media app that you have on your phone but tiktok is the one that was like ultimately designed 
to get you in there and stay there i do like how tiktok has those reoccurring pop-up ads that's like well there you've been scrolling for a while maybe take a break um i swipe it away most of the time but i have a two hour limit set for tiktok on my phone so it's a two hour limit for each day i used to have it connected with snapchat back in high school when i was a you know we were all were like snapchat queenies i mean if you're still a snapchat queenie go off but i'm no longer snapchat queenie um but it just like after two hours like it'll be like you've reached your time limit for the day now it's i'm like okay yeah i do need a break and i've come to the realization of how addictive social media is and so an extreme tip is to just delete your social media or like deactivate all of your social media for like a good period of time one week is not enough two weeks is not enough give it a whole month if you're gonna go this route go all in or don't do it deactivate your social media for a whole month and see how much your life changes okay and the final tip i have for limiting your scrolling is to fill that time with other things like spending time outside reading an actual physical book when was the last time you read an actual physical book that wasn't a textbook right try a new habit cook a meal spend time with family or friends the basics the seventh tip i have is self-care you should have expected self-care to be on this list i'm your self-care sister guru I know for a fact that sometimes I'm guilty of forgetting to take care of myself and to prioritize the things that I enjoy because I'm making sacrifices for other people. Like right now, I have passed up my emergency reserve and I'm skipping the gym again today, but it's okay because tomorrow I'm going to do Tuesday and Thursday workout together because tomorrow's Thursday and Saturday I'm going to do Wednesday's workout or I might just add it on to Friday or honestly, I might just do all three of them tomorrow. But I know there's some of you who listen, who just skip self-care because you don't want to appear selfish. And that's currently me right now because I made like the live promise on my Monday podcast, like, hey y'all, I'm doing an episode every day this week. And then I made another promise yesterday that I was going to be releasing two episodes today. So I was like, no, 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 no. I have to get this done. And ultimately, I just, you know, let my self-care go. But it's okay. Because like I said in my previous episode from today, have a plan. And I have a plan. But if you really don't have the energy to take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of others? How are you going to continue to be this empathetic, you know, giving person if you're not even taking the time you need for yourself? Let's let's not say (laughs) I did take time for myself today. Um, that's why I got backtracked on planning my podcast. We're done talking about me. It's not about me. But if you need some more recommendations on like self-care things, I have a whole episode called Self-Care Deep Dive. Go listen to that. I give like all kind of different self-care things that you could do. Please go listen to that. So the eighth thing that I have is to practice gratitude. Showing your gratitude for different things in your life helps reduce depression so my little challenge for you is to write down three to five different things every morning or night that you're grateful for and watch how much weight is lifted off of you the ninth healthy girl habit i have is breath work breath work for me is not just about connecting to nature and like manifesting breath work helps me calm down and de-stress so for my research here is what breath work can help you with 
managing pain, lowering blood pressure, increasing energy, strengthening your lungs, improving your mood and self-esteem, improving your sleep, managing depression, improving focus, the list goes on. Breathwork can also be used (laughs) for the people in professional jobs. It can also be used when you're in stressful situations involving other people. Instead of going off on someone, breathe for five to 10 seconds, slowly count your head, connect to your breath so you can handle the situation peacefully. Why are my friends texting me? My bad, y'all. Forgot to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. So you can handle the the situation peacefully and respectfully. Breathwork truly does help. Um, There's been so many times where I get super stressed out, especially with school and with like my old job where I would just like go hide in a corner and just like breathe and I'll feel like better. I won't say like all of my stress was alleviated. I would just feel less stressed. (laughs) And so the 10th and final healthy girl habit I have for you is to plan planning become a planning girly or guy um healthy hot girls utilize planning to get themselves together it is a way to set your priorities straight and ultimately set your goals for the day but what you don't want to do is beat yourself up for not sticking to the plan because that defeats the purpose of like planning (laughs) um for me planning is just like to really put everything like everything that I know I have today on a piece of paper or like on my iPad, my digital planner. So like work at this time, school at this time, this event for this organization at this time. And then it kind of lets me see what open spaces I have during my day for me to take like a Netflix break, for me to just relax, for me to study and different things like that. But I'm not going to beat myself up if like I take an extra 15 minutes on my 10 minute Netflix break. No girly pop. It's okay. That happens. Sometimes you just need a little extra self-care and time to yourself. Reoccurring thing. But planning ultimately helps declutter your mind, helps you focus, reduce stress, improve your learning, makes you happier, promotes mindfulness, and teaches you how to prioritize what is important. As you know, it is March, and so now we're transitioning into our woman of the day. And today that is Gloria Steinem. Gloria Steinem was born in Toledo, Ohio on March 25th, 1934. She was the second daughter of Leah and Ruth Steinem. She attended Smith College in Massachusetts, where she studied government, and she graduated in 1956 magna cum laude and earned the Chester Bowles Fellowship. This fellowship gave her the opportunity to study abroad in India for two years, which sparked her interest in grassroots activism. Her professional career started with her as a freelance journalist in New York, and her early work as a journalist was deemed all about the women pages focused on lifestyle and fashion because at that time it was hard for, you know, women to do the nitty-gritty stuff. But in 1963, Show Magazine hired her to work undercover at Hugh Hefner's Playboy Club, even through her expose she was still not taken seriously, even though everyone loved it. Eventually, she helped found New York Magazine, where she was editor and political writer. At this magazine, she reported political campaigns, social issues that included the women's liberation movement. One of the biggest things she did was in 1969, she publicly spoke <laughs> at a speak out event to legalize abortions in New York State, where she shared 
the story of an abortion she had overseas when she was 22 years old. This event sparked her feminism and engagement with the women's movement. She attended numerous protests and demonstrations, and her strong intellect and good looks made her a prominent media guest and a movement spokesperson. In 1970, feminist activism staged a takeover of Ladies Home Journal, arguing that the magazine only offered articles on housekeeping, but it failed to cover the more important things like the women's right, women's rights and the women's movement. She soon understood the value of a women's movement magazine and joined forces with two other journalists, Patricia Carbine and Letty Cotton Pogrebin to find Miss Magazine. This magazine debuted in 1971 as an insert for New York Magazine. And eventually this went on to become an independent regular circulation magazine. She remained an editor and writer for the magazine for the next 15 years. Most of Gloria's life was dedicated to the cause of women's rights as she led marches and toured the country as a speaker. 1972, Steinem and feminists such as Congresswoman Bella Abzug, Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm, and feminist Betty Friedan formed the National Women's Political Caucus. It supported gender equality and to assure the election of more pro-equality women in public office. In 2000, at the age of 66, the long single Steinem married for the first time in a Cherokee ceremony in Oklahoma. Unfortunately, her husband eventually passed four years later due to lymphoma. She was an award-winning and prolific writer. She authored several books including the biography on Marilyn Monroe and best-selling My Life on the Road. Her work has been published and reprinted numerous times. And in 2013, President Barack Obama presented her with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian honor. In 2017, Rutgers University created the Gloria Steinem Endowed Chair in Media, Culture, and Feminist Studies. So ultimately, Gloria was known as an acclaimed journalist, a trailblazing feminist, and one of the most visible, passionate leaders and spokeswomen on the women's rights movements in the late 20th and early 21st century. So I don't know if you guys are, but I truly am enjoying this series of discussing impactful women. Ah, it is so powerful, especially for me, like, reading these women's stories and like figuring out how to tell you these stories it just really like shows how dedicated women are and i love women's history month i think it should be all year long but you know i'm biased because i'm a woman <laughs> but uh, that is the end of today's episode and it is the final conclusion of our habit three-part series i hope you guys enjoyed this series i'm planning on doing another series next week um well, I'll tell you guys about it <laughs> at a later date. But make sure you tune in tomorrow on the episode about maintaining your routines. I hope you guys were able to take away some habits that you can try out, especially like the breath work. I think that is a really good one that people should utilize more. But I hope to see you guys in the next episode. And that's all, folks, on this episode of Talking Smack with Mac. Peace. <laughs>